You're such a dick. Anyway, welcome everyone to the Cinebeard's Top 10 Movies of 2020. Hi, what the fuck's happening? We're saying hello to the viewers. I I bogarted your introduction, Jason. He bogarted your bogart. Damn it. He did. And then he faked. He's so cool. Focus this week. (laughs) Holy shit. We really stepped it up. Yeah, let's step it back down, please. I think we should take a I think we should take a five week break after this. Yeah, no, no, we've <laughs> earned it, you know. We've take... really we've really been putting in the effort and work. Yeah. We're gonna be so rusty when we get back to that goddamn raid. What are you oh talking about? God. We're playing Monster Hunter next time. <laughs> Oh, the yeah. tie-in game for that movie. Awesome. Dion, I swear to fucking Yo, God. Dion, no. No, 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 no. So, just like last week, point system, everything, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you don't know how it works, listen to the bad episodes one from yesterday. <gasps> Good callback. Good callback. It's for last week, Marcus. We discussed this, and uh, oh. a unanimous vote was carried. We voted okay, for you in absentia. Oh yeah, you missed the exciting news, but we'll have to tell you afterwards. What exciting news? I hey, said we'll tell, you, have after to tell you afterwards. Oh, okay, fine. I'll just live in the dark. I place. mean, apparently the exciting news is you're not good at listening. <laughs> That's pretty exciting. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, because so it means they can break into Marcus's house and he lets them off. So, we'll start off with a couple of honorable mentions. As well, honorable mentions, and this should give you an idea of how tough it was for him to make it into the top 10. And also, the fun factoid I mentioned last time I'm Mm -hmm. now saying last time because I don't know if it was yesterday or last week or maybe even time is a flat ago, it might be next week. Who knows? I might go crazy release this one first. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, a Nolan joint? Only just love time shit. Three movies in mm. this top ten list made it on all four of the individual Cinebeards lists. Wow. 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 That's a really cool factoid. Yep. So honorable mention one, the host. Oh yeah. Wait, the host or host? Host. Mm. Sorry, host. Yeah, those are two very different movies. Yes. yes. That was my one. Hooray. Tell us about it, Dion, because I ain't so, seen it. It's, um, yeah, it almost made it onto my list just because it was such a 2020 movie. Um, it's a whole, there's been a couple of films like this sort of set over Skype and stuff, but this one was set in the pandemic over a Zoom call, and it's basically this group um, of young women and a guy that do an online seance. So the, the girl, she can't sort of see the, the person that does the seance in person. So she gets some of her friends together and they do it over a Zoom call. And they work in pretty much like all the typical Zoom call stuff. Like the movie's only 50 minutes long. It's 10 minutes of setup. And then it's one free Zoom call. Oh, wow. those, those that's, are that's a really minutes. cool caveat. Yeah. yeah like, um, so it's this really good bite-sized thing. So just everything about it surprised me. Um, Re, like the acting's super on point. Um, they did everything they could do with their premise. They did it well, and then it ended. Brilliant. Hmm. Like, well, so yeah. I am you... sorry to say though, at fifty minutes, it is far too short to be considered here by us at the academy. 
Yeah, and will not be receiving any nominations, <laughs> praise, or buzz. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, so like if you want a, a good 15 minute thrill, like you really can't go wrong. I was very impressed. Fantastic. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Next up, I believe this was one of Thomas's The Gentleman. Yes, I, I did Guy enjoy Ritchie that. directed a film this year. Um, and it was pretty good. Solid Colin seven. Farrell is fucking outstanding in it. Colin Farrell stole the show. Without and, a doubt. You know, his that character. That dinosaur just, ooh. Oh, it was, it was fantastic. And, you know, it's just Guy Ritchie doing a gangster film like he does, like we've seen him do. And, you know, not that dissimilar from all of his other gangster movies, which is Which is a good was, thing. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, like, it's a winning formula. He, you know, mm. you go to your favorite restaurant and you order your favorite meal and you get that meal and yeah. you enjoy it. But nothing new, nothing exciting, nothing groundbreaking, except for um, the performance from the narrator. And what's his name? Um, oh, Sons of Anarchy. No, 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 not, not, not him. The, the narrator, the, the invest- investigative journalist. Oh, um, fucking... Oh, uh, Notting Hill. Yes, like he always plays like Hugh Grant. handsome. Hugh, yeah, Grant. Hugh Grant. He always plays like handsome. He always plays handsome British man who's very suave and very charismatic. In this, he's like this slimy, scaly, gross investigative journalist guy who's all weird, and he plays it really fucking well. And he I was does. just really impressed because you know you only really see them in these typecasty roles, and then when they get a chance to really spread their wings, they spread their wings. Oh, it's mm-hmm. like Paddington 2. Yes. Exactly. Basically the same movie. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking gentleman about... Gentleman is uh, Paddington 2. <laughs> I'm talking about the... Um, what, what's his face's performance? Yes. The yes. bear, Paddington. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Uh, I mean, so in the name of the movie, Dion. He's sort of a slimy villain in that one as well. Um, <laughs> and he does, does a really, really good job. So yeah, Fantastic. I like the gentleman. It's a good time. I think you should check it out. Next honorable mention. The next honorable mention is Tenet. I haven't, haven't seen this because... The fact that it's an honorable mention just shows that you guys haven't seen it yet. I, yeah, I haven't seen it yet because I'm waiting to watch it with my girlfriend. Nice. It is, yeah. it is definitely one of the better films in Christopher Nolan's time bullshit movies. Rad, because you know that you know that boy likes his time bullshit. He loves his time bullshit. I have seen Memento. You've seen Memento. You've seen Dunkirk. You've seen Inception. I've seen it all. <laughs> you've seen Interstellar. Mm-hmm. All of it's got time bullshit going on. All of it. Man loves his yeah. time nonsense. And I this did is a really well put together one, and mm-hmm. and and Battenson does real good. Look, I love Battenson, even though from watching the trailers, I was able to detect that Battenson <laughs> might be something of an entire self-insert for what Christopher Nolan thinks how he is. Maybe. Oh, yes. Just Never. a little bit. He is. Like, I, I'm not going to rag on the movie. It is competently made. Um, and, you know, Nolan does all of his Nolanisms. And if you like that, yeah, give it a watch. If Nolan has and his Nolanisms have started grating on you like they have on me. Maybe you don't need to watch it. And we get to see the return of um, lead man from Black Klansman. Yes. Yep. His name escapes me. Mm-hmm. 
I will say though that I will say I will admit that he and his cinematographer just know how to use those IMAX cameras. My God, uh, I will not take that actor. away from him. Point them at the actor. Make sure camera is on. Make sure your dit is fueled with caffeine. Fun yes. fact: um, the dude that you're talking about, Thomas from Black Klansman, mm -hmm. that is Denzel's son. What? Whoa! Wow, that's gonna feel really shitty seeing your son surpass you in every way as an actor. We're <laughs> <laughs> very accurate. No, there's John no way. David Washington. There's no ways that Denzel is proud. True. Anyway, next up, next up the next honorable mention. Uh, this one made it on my list. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I Holy didn't get shit. to watch this one. Holy shit, the performances in that movie are fan-fucking-tastic. Performances of that movie are fucking great. No, like, Chadwick Boseman made me fucking cry. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot. Oh, yeah, this when is... he called you and told this... you he's fat. This is his swan song. Yes, and yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, I'm gonna call it right now. Like, he's gonna get a posthumous Oscar for this one. Oh, yeah, almost certainly. Almost certainly. How's and the music? Violet? Oh, fat, fucking-tastic, man! It's that it's Trent. Uh, no, no, not Trent. Uh, I'm conflating it with Magic <laughs> it's Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, Atticus Finch. <laughs> Yeah, no, because because the two styles are very similar. Like the jazzy bluesy soundtrack is top notch in this movie, and holy shit, Viola Davis can fucking sing, yo! Really? Is it yes. is it her singing? Yes. Yo. It's is her there singing. anything that woman cannot do? Save the Suicide um, Squad. Yes. Hey -o. The the Self only five. thing that Good woman. Job, the only thing Viola Davis cannot do is phone in a performance. Damn. Hey Sick burn. She's real good. She's real good in this as well. I, and she yeah, just I gets to throw throw all that like in all that like I am a famous black woman swagger around like it's going out of business and it is just But a in a very angsty, pained kind of manner. There's layers to the performance. I love it. Yes, there's layers to it. Fun fact, the film was directed by a theatrical director. Oh, really? Someone that spent time in the theater? If I remember one of the Cinebeards. I think maybe maybe Dion, did you spend some time in the theater? I went I did, to the theater actually. once. Hmm. Yeah. But anyway, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, it is on Netflix. It is definitely worth a watch. I will agree. It felt just below. outside my top ten. If I had watched it, I'm sure it would have fallen in my top 10. Probably. Very Next likely. Honorable mention. Next honorable mention is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Did I get the title right? Yeah. Yes. I did. Yeah. I think they amended it to just be like Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn colon Birds colon of Prey. Birds. Yeah, but they spelled out the word colon by accident. <laughs> it's even more confusing. <laughs> oh, so like the Aqua Teen Hunger Force colon movie yeah. form. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, saying I, 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 it, it was probably the most surprising film of the year for me. In well, terms mostly of, because um, we thought we were about to watch Tenant. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that oh, is everyone. actually my biggest argument for Tenet being good is, remember how exciting those 10 minutes were? Yo, I was so that's, excited. That's the entire film. <sighs> oh, my nice. Heart, will my heart be able to take it? Yeah. But With it was great. And it was going our on last, time, maybe. It was our but, last cinema experience before the... Before the troubles. In, in the before times. And then so. my next cinema experience after that was actually Tenet. Oh, nice. Yeah. But that yeah, you... Emancipation of Harley Quinn, I expected absolute trash. Yeah. And, and I just and, got a really I fun, entertaining 6 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. I had a really, yeah. really good time. It's, uh, I often think with these films, like, would I watch it again? And I yeah. definitely would. Like I, yes. I would I would watch it again, like maybe in a year for fun. Yeah. Especially definitely. just to watch uh Ewan McGregor is like having such a good time. Yeah. Oh, I love Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Like so oh, good. I need to choose scenery. And yeah, so it's a much. fun watch. It's a fun time. Yeah. It's a fun it's time. Good. And now um the next honorable mention, Soul, which only Jason watched. When yeah, we first watched the trailer, I ex- I expected nothing from it. And see, when I first watched the trailer, I was expecting the sickest jazz movie ever. I mean, it's got a lot of sick jazz, a lot oh, of sick jazz. All right. Man. But most importantly, and why I liked it so much is it's basically an animated film version of um, David Foster Wallace's "This Is Water." Wow, that is a weird thing to say. Yeah, yeah. It basically it it has a few missteps and it feels in the middle like it's sort of floundering a little bit. But the last twenty minutes just bring it home so hard, and um, Jamie Fox and Tina Fey's performances are fucking outstanding. Nice. Well, I mean, it's Tina. Yeah, Fey. I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it very much. I will watch it. I just you didn't. Yeah, I haven't got around to it. It's a. It was. I can see why they have usually have a, a time cutoff for like award shows. Yeah. Yeah. It just came yeah. out. Yeah, this, this did release literally on Christmas Day. So. Yeah. Yeah, and we are recording this episode on the twenty seventh, just for context. Yes. Oh no, yes. you've dated it now. Oh no, we're not. But, oh, but yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. It is movies of twenty twenty. It. It is definitely one of Pixar's best. Nice. Good to know they can still pop them out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next honorable mention, The Lodge. Which I believe was also on Dion's list. Or was it on... That was was on my list. list. It was on my list too. It wasn't on mine. Was it? It wasn't on your list. It was number 10 on my list. It was on my list. It was... Number six oh yes, that's why list. that's why it's only an honorable mention. Some movies scored higher. <gasps> that is so, so Marcus, remember when you were saying, man, wouldn't it be really interesting and harrowing to explore the kind of psychological state of somebody that was in a horrible cult experience and then had to reintegrate into society and dealing with all of those traumas and triggers? Yes. That's what this oh. movie is. Oh my god. So <laughs> So I should have just watched this instead of the Jonestown haunting. You That's should have. correct. And I watched this on Christmas because technically it's a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie, much like The Thing. <laughs> and, and Prometheus. Causing, and, and, the, and 
Die Hard, I guess. I guess. Although that's old hat oh, now to say, oh, although, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Bruce Willis has said that no, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It is a Bruce Willis movie. And now he when has. I meet him, I will slap him. <laughs> <laughs> I have listened to the director's commentary, which I'm sure Marcus has as well. And the director says it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. But yes, Either. The Lodge is pretty outstanding. I don't want to say too much about it because it's really cool to go in blind yeah, and you don't um, know which direction it's going to take. Yes, I, I do Fantastic. think that the parts of the second act dragged a bit, but yeah. the third act, fucking in like complete contravention to most horrors and thrillers, just fucking swells and really carries it home. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Yes, third acts, third acts are traditionally... The weakest the part weak of horror. Point, yeah. yeah. It's, it is so, usually so that it's... point where it switches over into the third act where I mentally start clocking out. Yeah, so, but this is where it really kicks up. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, but really, really good movie. Um, and again, every time you get competent performances out of uh, child actors, I'm always impressed. Oh, I, yeah. It's got, it's got a kid from It, it. and It yeah. too. Although I found him to be a bit uh, wooden. A, bit a little kind bit. Of... But he I was also we... wooden in it. Yeah, but that's uh, what I mean. I, I think we were kind of getting... No, no, no. no, no, no. Not, not the, the tall, no. lanky guy. The main oh, the kid, other one, I guess. Okay. If you're gonna oh, yeah, he's not great. Film. Yeah, but the he was just kind of playing that character we saw in it again. Mm. A variation of it. The little, the little girl, she played very well. Yeah. yeah and I, she had a little shrimp. Terror. She had a little shrimp. As pet. Mm-hmm. Sea monkeys. Great. That brings us yeah. to the final honorable mention. I know there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight honorable mentions. Our top 10 is technically a top 18, but who cares? It's our episode. It's Color Out of oh, Space. Oh, 18 top 10 movies. <laughs> what? Color Out of Hooray. Space was this year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah. Um, that, that's the one I was asking about in the thread. Where it was on the on the festival circuit last year, but it launched it released in January of this year. Yes, well, I'm an idiot. That would have been on my list. Damn! Quickly, made your list. Make it number Marcus, I'm sending you. I'm now. sending you a new list, Marcus. It's too late. <laughs> Trust me. It's too late. Shut up. It's it's not. Marcus, check your phone. <laughs> Marcus, what's your phone say? I didn't my send phone. anything to your phone. I didn't my follow through with it, but my phone Aww. says nothing. That is good. <laughs> No, Marcus, this is where you say, my phone says I have 34% battery power. No. Well, but yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it was so good. Um, was really good. Again, Lovecraft being famously very difficult to adapt into film. Yeah, yeah. I think they did, a, they did a really good job about, like, you know, oh, adding the characters. I, I, was, I was very worried for the first 10 minutes, I'd say. There's that yeah. really terrible voiceover mm. doing yes. really bad reading of Lovecraft, and then there's yeah. the girl doing the little ritual, and I was yeah. like, "Ah, uh, no, no!" And then it was great. It and was I great. I the weak point in it for me was Cage's caginess. I think he overcaged. Where he switches his voice. Yeah, to like a weird Donald Trump impersonation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those bits, I. I Totally it, took me out of the film. Yeah, I was like, they really did, and I'm I'm sad uh, because the rest uh, of the rest of his performance was 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 good. Yeah, yeah. like so, the, those bits 
don't make any sense to me. No, it's like, I didn't. I didn't I, get I think the, 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 direct, but, the director needs to be a little more firm. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, other than that, that was great. Cool. And, and it's got that 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 little boy from um, Bly Manor. Yes. yes, he looks like a young George. Also, the <laughs> uh, the practical effects. Yeah, oh, dude, the mother. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh, what a great design. Yeah, so but, good. And the and mother, very, very Cronenberg. Oh. Uh, yeah, who we'll talk about later again. Um, the and I, Spoiler. you know, just it's always fun watching an adaptation of a Lovecraft, and there is a black character in it. And I'm always yeah, like, yeah, and, and, and he, <laughs> spoiler alert, the one that survives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Take that. I just saw that thing again on on Imgur earlier, which is like, here's a picture of Lovecraft and his cat. Dot, and dot, his dot. cat. Uh, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, his cat. Uh, it's just Lovecraft and his cat. And his cat. That's... Uh-huh. Moving swiftly on from Moving that. swiftly his on. Cat. His cat. Racial slur. <laughs> Correct. Next but honorable I... mention. No, that's all it for the honorable mentions. We're in the, the top ten. Top ten. Top ten. Top if you weren't so bad as Matt, you would have known. I said that too. No, you said there were eight. Yes, Color of Space was the eighth honorable mention. I'm not. I, I can't keep track of things without numbers. <laughs> there it In is. In the tenth position. Number ten. Number, number ten. ten. One that number surprised. Ten. One that definitely surprised me when it came out, which. Which is why it made my list. Borat, subsequent movie film. Hooray! That it was, was briefly on my list before I watched all the other movies. Yeah, <laughs> same. Absolutely. When I was doing my proto list, it was there. I was like, woohoo! And then, and then, and then it was I think, I think um, comedies tend to get shafted in these things, especially like the association with Borat is like. Obviously, everyone doing the terrible voice and doing the memes yes. and stuff, but the film itself is outstanding. And like yes. the way it manages to like walk that line between being a film, but also kind of a social documentary, um, and like a cultural snapshot, but also how he used his daughter to sort of overcome the fact that the character is so famous. Now, I don't know. I thought it was brilliant. I, no, I, I think this really one of... it wasn't on my list, and then the more I thought about it, like the more it just crept up my list and it just crept up further. And then I thought about it some more and then it just crept up further. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, it is so thoroughly and entirely better than the first one. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, I was absolutely. so worried. This is, this, I thought, is like, an Adam, this is an Adam's family value situation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's really good. And if you haven't made the time to watch it, I mean, if you don't have Amazon Prime, why not? I guess. Yeah, the woman and the the woman that plays his daughter, like that commitment for a Yo, first time. She, she, she sold me on it because often, yeah. like, he would take me out of it because I'd be like, "Oh, there's Sasha Baron Cohen." Exactly. This this yeah. is a Deadpool situation where he just works better as a supporting character. Yes. Yes. Like, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was fantastic. And like, my favorite. So I was watching some of the making. I was just like. Whether it's like ad libbing the 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 parts where they're speaking in you know Kazakhs in Kazakh or whatever, 
He's oh yeah, she's she just straight up replying in Bulgarian. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, she, she's replying in Bulgarian, and he's speaking entirely Hebrew to her. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. And and it still works, and, and that's it's incredible. Like, yeah, what a find that girl. Yeah, amazing. Oh. Number nine. Number, Number nine. nine. One that also came in under the wire, released on Christmas Day. Wonder Woman 1984. I well, released a week before that in our cinemas. Yeah, baby. We went and IMAX the shit out of that movie. That was my first IMAX of the of the, of the troubled times. Yeah, of the troubled times. Every and it was such a fun person time. in that movie was just having the best time of their lives. Yeah, everyone was having fun. I like that this time. Um, I, I don't want to give away too much, but I think it's safe to say that um, she, uh, Patty, was talking about how um, Warner Brothers made her change the ending of the original. Yes, uh, I so remember there, there, there was being a kind of thing much, being smaller scale. Smaller, yeah, mm. and I think this time she kind of got what she wanted. Yes, cool. and she, it's just so much like more that. effective. Yes, and. I mean, Pedro Pascal is fantastic. Yeah, he's Lord. just having such a good time. Oh, having so People much fun. People can see and... my face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm an actor, I promise. <laughs> what, what, what summed this movie up perfectly for me is um, at the end, once the credits were rolling and Dion turned to me, he's like, you finally got the Superman movie you wanted. Yeah. Which yes. means, Jason, you'll never get the Superman movie you wanted. I know. Yeah. There's even, yeah, there's even just specific sequences in there that are just like so Superman and just it's it's very just so it's very like they really and I mean, beautiful and funny and and again like Patty Jenkins fucking managing to make Chris Pine again into like a charismatic, likable front man. It's like this guy's a good actor. It's like nope. She's just a very good director. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, just to speak to the whole Superman thing. Um, like, the, the entire, like, first mall sequence. Yeah. You know, where she, she's she's doing the, fir the first superheroics of the movie. It's, like, that's pure, like, Superman saving the cat type stuff. It's it's phenomenal. Yeah. No, I love she, that. And she moves and the way, like, how, how she, you know, Carries herself and man, what she prioritizes in the situation. What she prioritizes, yeah. in the and situation I, I think and... the the best part about it is also how they gave that school for disabled teenagers the contract to do some of the CG. Um, <laughs> I think that was, you know, the, I think that was really charitable. Got those running scenes. Oh Yo, that's holy crap, dude. I. So glad that when I asked you, hey, is that thing that I didn't like from the last movie improved? You were like, no, it's worse. It's much worse. <laughs> Yo, and as cool as the fight choreography is in the scene with Cheetah, and it is very cool. Mm. Um, yeah, it's that's hard to focus the, I, on. Yeah, that your whole it is. It is. It just looks like an Unreal Engine game. <laughs> you know what it reminds me of, and and by this by no means. Well, it is a slight not the movie but you know not to the detriment of anything else you know what it reminds me of the spider-man electro fight from amazing spider-man no that 2. is a knock that's a knock that's 
that you mean the part where Electro sings Incy Wincy Spider while jumping between electricity pylons? Yeah, that's bad. Yep, dubstep Incy Wincy Spider. Yes. That's bad, Marcus. That's a bad I know it's bad. I, I, I just, I don't want to bring down Wonder Woman and Gen 84 to the legitimate level. Legitimate criticisms are legitimate. Yep. Okay, fine, fine, fine. It, but it doesn't take criticism. away from overall enjoyment. Yeah. No, not at Great all. Movie. Well, Good when time. I watch it, I will let you know if it takes away from mine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had lots more. They had a bunch of more Thermoskira stuff, so I was happy. And yes. also, the heart wrenching parts are properly heart wrenching. Jeez, yes, they are. Mm. <laughs> well, yeah. all right. All right. In the seventh position, number oh, seven. Sorry, wait. Didn't we skip one? Eight. We did skip. Sorry, Fucking number get eight. your own goofs. <laughs> Stealing goofs. In eighth position, a David Fincher film with Gary Oldman. It's Mank. I didn't recognize Gary Oldman (laughs) until midway through the movie. That's how good Gary Oldman is. It is ridiculous how that man transforms everything. Uh, Yeah, I I want to talk about some of the technical stuff. Please do, because... So... mm. The black and white in the movie was good, but I don't think it was as good as it was intending to be, and I know why. This movie was shot in high dynamic range. Yeah. Which means that you get more colors, and they're more saturated. And I think what they thought was that, ah, more saturation means when we turn it the other way around, it'll be less saturated thus making your black and whites pop more like Brighter they would whites and black and yeah, black exactly like they would on old celluloid however mm. it didn't really do that and the whole movie has this kind of misty gray look over the black and whites because of the high dynamic range so i think they took kind of a creative gamble and it didn't really pay off but it didn't affect my enjoyment of the movie much. It was just something that bugged me. Hmm. I mean, uh, I mean that is that's totally like an after an after effect thing. Yeah, I would. But still but argue but like that, otherwise, that, uh, yeah, that the DOP nailed how to light. Yes, 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 black yes, yes, and white. Yes. That and... that was that was all uh, textbook. It was like yeah. literally textbook, to the point where you know. Fucking the scene transitions look like they're scene transitions from stage plays. Like yes, yeah. they were absolutely incredible. Like how they'd hone in on a singular light source and create mm. shadow that spread out, and then they mm. would fade back in the same way. Oh, just incredible. And the attention to detail in the the feel of the film in terms yes. of editing, they consistent. I don't know if you noticed this, but they consistently put the cigarette burn marker in I the did. top right corner every I twenty did. to thirty yeah. minutes, and yeah, if yeah, they yeah. were changing reels, and it persists throughout the whole movie. I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to yeah. be a one-off thing, like an afterthought, but no, yeah. it yep. is actual there. Well, and I mean, doesn't the have first time, yeah, absolutely, the first time they do it, where the new writer is introduced and they go do that little like spitballing powwow. There's a back-forward editing misstep, as mm-hmm. if the film was not spliced together correctly. Huh. Yep. Which is, like, that attention to detail that they would leave in a mistake that old editors would make in those times. That's, That's fucking cool. awesome. Mm-hmm. 
And like just yeah. beyond those technical aspects, the the way that because um, this was written by Fincher's son, like it's written like a movie of that time. Yes. The dialogue yeah. is performed as if it's like the 1940s. It is so. It is. It is a time capsule of a movie. It is a perfect representation. It is, and that, while exceptionally awesome, and I enjoyed it, is one of my problems with the movie. Like, don't get me mm. wrong. I love the movie. It's on my top ten list. Yeah. But again, this is a problem with trailers, and I thought this was going to be a noir film, not a biopic wearing a noir hat. Hmm. Yes. Which is what this was. Hmm. And don't get me wrong, thoroughly enjoyed it, but I wanted a noir. Yes. (laughs) Well, hopefully Netflix will give Fincher another, cut Fincher another check and he'll just make a proper noir. Well, this is what I'm, this is what I'm thinking is I didn't get my wuxia resurgence, but maybe I'll get a noir one. Yeah. Oh, Thomas. (laughs) Hope is the first. Let me hope, Jason. Please, I'm in a good place in my life right now. Hey, Fincher makes noir movies, okay? He just hasn't done one in black and white yet. But he will. But he fucking will. But yeah, Dio, what you were saying about Oldman's transformation. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like, it's it's easy to stumble around and play a drunk, Mm. you know, shittily. But to do it convincingly is something else yeah yeah and a smart drunk yes a cogent drunk an eloquent drunk mm. yeah good it's, movie it, it, it is a yeah. really good movie and definitely worth a watch in seventh position number seven in number seventh seven. position and the only reason it's this high up the list low down the list, whichever you want to say, is because it's only on two people's lists. Yeah, if this is Wolf Walkers, I'm going to fucking leave this podcast. Bye! It's first, it's, it's first Cow. Oh, Fuck off. I'm, I'm going to leave, leave this, this podcast. podcast. I'm going to leave this fucking podcast. This was far and away my favorite movie of the year. This movie? Jason, did you cry at the end of this movie? Because I did. I did have a bit of a sad, yes. Yes, I did. It is so. Tell us about so, it without spoiling. It is so rare that um, you get a Western movie that is small scale, that mm. is about people, that is not violence based, and that is about friendship. Yeah, the the way that the the two writers. Um like the guy who wrote the book that it was based on and the director who is also the screenwriter, the way they described their relationship was homosocial. So basically almost close enough that they're dating, but there's never any sort of sexual tension. And... It's to more easily focus on on the close-ups and shit like that. So with 16 by 9, when you're doing close-ups of faces, there's a lot of space on either side that sort of takes away from it. What they wanted is... uh... So your person is always kind of filling your whole frame, and that makes it feel much more personal and much more intimate. Mm -hmm. 
like yeah. uh, the lighthouse from last year. Exactly it, like the it, lighthouse. It felt very, very similar, yes. Well, it was also produced by A24. Thomas, we can't be sure so, so blatantly. No, I will. I you know that, that other thing about the, uh, the fantasy island? No, that, that was Blumhouse. Shh, I'm shilling. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you keep that, saying that, that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. That scene near the end, out. Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> that scene near the end where um, he's in that other hut and things are like a little bit blurry. Yeah. The way the DOP did that was the old school technique of Vaseline, what, Vaseline? on the lens. Oh, yep. fuck! Oh, that is so fucking classic. <laughs> oh, that's I great. I, I love, love that. Filmmakers do that type of thing. What a great little like yeah. nod. Because I was wondering, like, wow, this is this looks really familiar. <laughs> yep. And the music and sound sound production is just the score in that oh. is so emotive and so rare. Yeah, like peppered in so sparsely that when it does pick up, you. Yeah, somebody should really, somebody should really buy it for someone. Yeah, somebody somebody should definitely buy it and gift it to someone. But yeah, if you are into slow westerns, nothing's going to be better for you this year. Yeah, I I was so impressed and surprised, and just yeah. And like I don't know either of the leads, and their performances were great. Yep. Yeah, really good movie, really really good. Mm -hmm. Nice, fantastic. Now number six in number, number six. six in sixth position we have. Well, this is where Thomas is going to leave the podcast because in sixth position is Wolfwalkers. I'm leaving the podcast. This is way too low for that fucking transcendently good film. I think I think that's exactly where it was sitting on my personal list. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it, so, you know, I don't watch crap. No, no, sorry, Ooh. it was number five. Number five on my personal list. Jason messaged me. It's like, Dion, don't waste your time. This isn't even top four material. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you dare what? disrespect the cultural the heritage just... of Ireland rescued by a single man? The one uh, the one good thing about Wolf Walkers um, is that it led me to discovering that Wolf House mm. uh, film that we are busy hunting for. Yes. Yeah. So I've, I've got a running next to me looking for things. Hooray! So, Wolf Walkers, a... Tell me about it. A, a hand-painted fucking masterpiece of animation. Just Tom Moore single-handedly rescuing the Irish cultural heritage one movie at a time. Yep, every cartoon saloon film that comes out has made my top ten of, yeah. for that year. Absolutely. And this and is, in my like opinion, his best one. And I'm just glad that, like, Apple of all people were like, here, have a money. Have a money, sir. Go make a Star War. Go make a Star <laughs> War. And he was like, no, the Irish cultural heritage must be preserved. It's, it's fantastic. The it's visual language the of the film. Is, 
yeah, yes, the, it's the it, it's a must watch. A I've must never must seen watch. I've never seen visual uh, storytelling used like this in an animated film or actually in any film mm. ever. The way it was thematically consistent and the way it was used to tell its own story in the story is is fucking incredible. Mm. And I've never seen it like and I. Yeah. There's I'm an just... example in live action. I'm struggling to think of the name now that um, used essentially lighting the same way that Wolf Walkers used uh, the animation. Interesting. The way it used specifically its outline shading. Not specifically outline shading, but essentially. No, I, I mean, I mean that sort of changing the feel device. of the... Yes, yes, very much so. Right. But yeah, no, incredible it's... story. Yeah. Incredible characters, incredible art style, and I was just, I was filled with rage when I went to go look at the Metacritic reviews, and somebody was like, oh, it's a fine thing to show your kids. And I was like, fuck, excuse me? I felt like Samuel L. Jackson's character in Unbreakable, where that dude was trying to buy, like, rare art for his five-year-old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You need to leave now. There has been a misunderstanding. <laughs> I've. Yeah. It's. And hey, here's here's something that um, those of the, the, our viewers who only really like memes can understand. It's a bit of a spoilers. So I can't protect Dion anymore, but I'm damn sure going to protect the viewers. Thank you, Jason. Wolfwalkers, right, watch it. <laughs> Wolf Number Walkers, five. Wolfwalkers, watch it. I watched it with my girlfriend and then got emotional. Aww. Did you did you do a cry with her? Number five. <laughs> in number five, uh, going in a different uh, emotional direction, I guess, we are you going guess. to Palm Springs. I'm so glad I went in completely blind because I oh yeah I was like what the fuck what the fuck ah the fuck <laughs> yep yeah, spoiler it, so alert. we don't I don't we don't want to like spoil it but it's it is no uh, it's it's no, no. it is a rom it is by definition a romantic comedy but produced by the lonely island yes, after yes. they read buddhist philosophy <laughs> yeah. and probably just smoked a shit ton of and weed and maybe did a weed yeah. they did it, a it they did a peyote of, let's be real yeah <laughs> some of the most yeah, entertaining film watching time i've I, i've done yeah. yeah i had such a good time with it and, i, I mean, Blast. For for long time Bustiners, just the fact that a romantic comedy made it into the Sibiot's top ten should already yeah. tell you you have to watch this fucking thing. Pretty much. Yep, it yeah. It was my personal number two. Oh wow. Yep. It's a good it's personal number two. It's yeah, it was only uh, not on one of our lists. But I won't reveal who. Thomas. <gasps> no. Shit, he caught on. He figured oh, it no! out. He rubbed <laughs> us. <laughs> Moving on it swiftly may... to number four. Number four. 
the first of the three films, which appears on all four of our lists in varying positions, one Ayo. that Jason is very, very, um, how can I put this, excited to talk to don't, us about. Don't you dare be making those jokes, Marcus. It's The Vigil. Uh, I, I was very impressed by the fact that not only was the movie very good, uh, but also the fact that it featured Jason from five years ago as the guy who pays the other guy to do the vigilant. <laughs> I was like, it's Jason! It's hey, Jason! Hey, it's hey, hey, Dion, hey Dion, stop stepping in on my shtick. This Get is twice face. now. It genuinely looks like him. It, 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 it looks more like a brother. It, it, it really does. Yeah, but this this movie really good, really it's fucking really good, good, and connected me in connected with me in a really fucking meaningful way. Yeah, like a, a, a personal to, level. Yeah, yeah. If you want to skip ahead uh, and not know any much more about it, just know that it is a haunted house movie with its roots roots in Jewish folklore. Yeah, if I remember, I'll put a time signature on the screen now for where you can skip to for the yeah. For for yeah. the next entry, yeah. But yeah. god damn it, this is good and creepy, and ah, uh, it had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I do not. And that old lady was so perfectly cast. So perfect. Oh, yes. Dion, yes, I knew I knew when you were watching this film because I felt like a, a disturbance in the air when the toenail thing happened. Oh, no! Oh, yeah, I saw it start happening, thing. and I literally pulled my t-shirt over my face. I'm not embarrassed <laughs> until I heard the sound effect stop. We literally cringed in our, on our it very comfortable we were like, I, just, I, oh. I really like that the movie... I like that the movie was simple and that it ticked every horror box but did not feel paint by numbers. I think yeah. that is a very specific uh, achievement. What what I was very surprised by, what I wasn't like expecting from it at all, was a really good use of technology in horror. Yes. Yeah. Like, and it, it also, it, it, it was great, sorry to interrupt you, because it played into the characters um, leaving the orthodox community and yeah. his maturation as a character. Where you can't quite use the phone. It's mm. really good. Yeah. yeah, and like in the in the beginning, he can't quite use it and is like, oh, my phone. And in the final shot, we see yeah. him. He's very confidently <laughs> using the phone with one hand, whereas in the beginning of the film, he's like cradling it with two hands and doesn't know how to use it. So yeah. it was such a simple thing, but it was very a very clear sort of like, boop, boop. And like just also that it has, uh, and Jason, you'll probably be able to speak to this more uh, with more authority, but I, I feel like the representation of the... Um, Jewish traditions that are present in the form were very uh, true to reality. Um, not exactly. There was a lot, of, like the the spirit of it, they got right. The mm. the sort of meaning behind everything, the actual ways of doing it, they sort of got a little bit. I think they played they played it, movie. Yeah, they played it up more to look better on camera. Because it would have looked boring as fuck if they did it properly. Yeah. But yeah, the the actual like 
meaning and like, I know in real life it. when when the guy doing the visual has like terrible hallucinations that are like emblematic of his like deep seated guilt and stuff, it's not nearly as rad. <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty terrifying and, and, and tragic. Yeah. But yeah, I will the... also say it is the it is thematically the perfect complement to a film which I assume is gonna be later on the list. It is. It Probably and a film that wasn't on one. my list. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you are a coward, Jason. Coward. In I just, third I just thought they were too similar and I had to make the choice on this one. But then what, what got me was the not. end of it. The where he was there um essentially praying for the old dead dude. Yeah. Explain the cultural significance of that. Well, the cultural significance of that is once once you're dead, there's nothing you can do to redeem yourself or to have your sins forgiven. It falls on those who survive you to sort of pray for you. Mm-hmm. So the only way that that old man wasn't just going to be eternally tormented was thanks to that dude. It's oh. pretty nice of him. For yeah. what a nice. Bucks. What a nice ending. It's a pretty sweet yeah. deal. I, I also do like that the ghost didn't want to just murder him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because that's not what it was about. It wasn't about murder. Because, like, yeah. It's a it's, guilt it, demon. Well, it's, you know, most of these ghost stories, the grudge, the ring, it's it's about the murder. Mm. That's what, you know, ghosts mm. do in, our, in a lot of our ghost stories. They're not kind of these perpetual tormentors. Mm. Yeah, and and you and I were talking about this, Thomas, afterwards, where it wasn't like, okay, now now that this whole thing happened, he's found his religion again, and he's yes, yeah, they, they resisted the urge to have impressed. him walk out of the house and mm. put on a yamulka and just be like, "Hey, I'm back I, I, again." I was getting a little worried that this might just be a recruitment film. <laughs> I'm very glad. Yeah, but they, but they, but yeah, Jason, like you said, we were talking about it, and that—that's not what it was at all. It's—it's mm. it's about him coming to terms with it, yes, yeah, as a part of his life, as opposed to like violently rejecting it and being ashamed of it based on his trauma, which is you know part of a healing process. Exactly. Good movie. Really good movie. And underrepresented in, you know cultural films yes specifically horrors just like our next entry the only one i can think of which that also had a a jewish folklore aspect to it was the unborn am i remembering correctly i don't know anyway i remember there was a box and it had yiddish on it i think it was the unborn Oh, point of point of thing. Uh, watch the vigil with subtitles. Yeah, there is a lot yes. of Yiddish here. Yeah, even I, first, I, I, first, I watched like the first fifteen minutes. I was like, "Hmm, gonna have to go purchase a different version of this film." Yeah, yeah. don't don't forget to switch on the subtitles when you rent it. For, I think it's on Amazon. Well, wherever yeah. you rent it from, make sure you enable subtitles. Otherwise, you will unfortunately get lost in some of the nuanced. Uh, conversations when they switch in- very naturalistically from English to Yiddish back and forward, almost like it is their second language. That's crazy. I know, right? But they're in America. 
They're in America. All right, onto our thematically similar but culturally different number three. His house. Wait, so this was on yes! your list, Jason? This this was not on my list. It was just outside Why? my list. Bro. Um, Why? I actually do not have a good reason for why. You wanted more diversity in your list, didn't you? Diversity ruined everything. To, to be to be perfectly honest, yeah, that is also why I took out Superman, Red Sun, and put Soul in rather than rearranging things. Ah, well, you're a bad person because this one, in my opinion, this, was number one. This movie was so fucking harrowing. It was yes. so upsetting on every level. On every level. Because for me, it, it it did the thing. The reason I put it just slightly above the vigil is because it was harrowing in like you could take the the supernatural elements out of it and it's, and it's still, still a harrowing. fucking terrifying horror yeah, yeah and it's like like when, when the woman is just walking around looking fucking church that, that street, whole sequence i wanted to die her, it took the, me about 20 yeah. minutes to watch that sequence because the, i kept the, just falling the, off my chair and curling the cinematography up. in that sequence is fantastic because the distance that the camera is away from her is like you are a person that is following her yeah. and she is oh. constantly looking behind herself into camera mm -hmm. and it's like she's looking at you who are following her and like making her uncomfortable and as the predominant consumers of the film are white it is thematically appropriate yeah so yeah. the the premise, for those who don't know, just broadly, is that it's a family that sort of escape a, a war-torn country and they seek asylum. The in... Sudan, to be specific. Yeah. And they yeah. seek asylum in the UK. And, uh, yeah, and it's basically just... And it doesn't okay, go cool. well. Yeah, you guys yeah. have been in detention, and now, you know, we're going to start putting you on probation. But if you make even the slightest mistake, we're just going to fucking deport you. Yeah, a slight yeah. mistake, and everything is rigged against you. Yeah, and the then everything. Almost yeah, as if the UK that? government doesn't want refugees. Almost like that. That's great. For, That's okay. For that a just... portion of it, it felt like hereditary in that you're not sure there's anything supernatural just yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. True. And there's a... but what spoiler, I like. Spoiler alert! Just forward ten seconds. Um. That line at the end where, where it's like, you know, like, have you seen the ghost? You're like, no, have you seen the witch again? Like, no, 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 my wife killed it. No, my wife <laughs> yeah. killed it. She killed, she killed it. Just like so matter of fact that the guy just looks at him like, huh? <laughs> cool story. Oh, also, cool uh, story, bro. Skip ahead again, Vucinus, because fucking hell when it puts his, its, its hand in his arm. Oh, <laughs> oh my good. That was so good and so yeah, horrible. This, I, this, this movie was spectacular. It's, it's well. one of the few movies on. It's like hereditary for me in that, like, it's incredible. It's top of my list, but I will never watch it again. Mm. I will. I, I watched know you it will. Four times now. I love myself, so I won't. No, no. You see, Jace, Thomas is like me. We want other people to watch it, and we will watch it. Hey, and I will subject other people to it. I'll oh, tell oh, other hey. people to watch it, but I won't. Not a chance. No, you see, I I'll be there, like yeah. the Resident Evil Three merchant going, Four merchant going. What do you buy? <laughs> what do you buy? <laughs> yeah, I'll sell this He's for right. a high price. All right, I know what number one and number two are, but I don't know their order. 
All right, what are they? No, you don't. You have no idea what number one and number two are. How could you? I am the only one with the list. Yeah, but I know which ones were high up on my list that weren't in the honorable me, mention. Me, 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 me. Yeah, high up on your list doesn't mean shit. Anyway, <laughs> in number two, probably number two. the most, I would say the most mainstream horror oh, movie. Oh, yeah. In oh, yeah. Country. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Invisible yep. Man. That's exactly where it was on my list. Fuck, the movie was a good time. But Jason and I watching that in the cinema and just like curling up like small children that whole opening sequence, just writhing in our seats. That opening sequence was harrowing, to say the least. I do like that we have two movies in our top ten that are like, gaslighting is bad. Yeah. And yet, Marcus. The other one is the lodge. Um, um, so it's that's yeah, it's bad. It's fucking. And uh, what's the actress's name? Uh, Moss, Elizabeth Moss. I want to say yeah. Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth yeah. Moss. Uh, the Scientologist. Despite that, she is a really fucking good actor. Um, shit, she's really good. Yeah, she's, so she's good. basically just. You still have to watch Handmaid's Tale because it is just that opening sequence, but the series. I don't know if I could survive that. To be Put that yeah. in it's, my vein. That, that level of, I'm not kidding when I say it's that level of anxiety and stuff with Put her. That in my veins. That there's like no, I don't feel anxiety. Dude, Thomas, you will feel it. I, I can't believe you haven't seen Handmaid's Tale. It, you, it's so up your alley. And yeah, it's so good. And well written and... It makes just, me very excited that they're taking over the whole universal. Yes, I've Except you know when they've given Invisible Woman to Elizabeth Banks, but it's not tied to to this movie. Yeah, well, yeah, thank because the because the Invisible Man is Moss at oh. the end of the movie. Spoilers. Hey Also, this was uh, this was Lee Wannell, same dude who yes. did Upgrade. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Which and if you haven't the, seen Upgrade, go fucking watch Upgrade. Yeah. Which is why when the when the Invisible Man does for a few scenes go a bit actiony, it works. Oh yeah, because yeah. Lee yeah. knows what he's doing. Oh yeah, also and I, a film where I have to massively, massively recommend all the behind the scenes stuff and the director's commentary. Really, 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 really good commentary. Rad, nice. Yeah. But it's it's that and I, like uh, he's New Zealand uh, New Zealander I think, mm. um, and it's just that sense of humor. It's just it's just fucking fantastic. One of the things I and it's it's a weird thing to be you know really keen on, but one of the things I really liked in Invisible Man was the design of the suit. Oh yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it looks it's like really an eldritch abomination. What's mm. that fucking that thing? Trypophobia. That's the one. Oh boy. It, it looks like, um, it looks like an imbiber of the old blood. Well, I mean, yeah. with those eyes everywhere, it would fit in Bloodborne pretty handily. Yeah, exactly. No, it it really did did look like an eldritch abomination, and yeah. I think that was a conscious choice. I'm mm. pretty sure it was. Yeah, and production designers like, obviously. I think from the um, the commentary also like talking to like designers and physicists and stuff like. 
the sort of the most plausible way they could go about making a suit that would work for the film. It's sort of mm. it's also the one that's sort of skirted closest to potential reality. But yeah, fantastically made, fantastically shot, fantastically acted. Mm -hmm. Good movie all round about gaslighting and the perpetuation of the cycle of violence. Yes. Mm -hmm. I want to watch it again. That and Halloween. You should. The Invisible Man is the type of horror that most people will be able to watch more than once. Yeah. It's the type oh, of horror that, that scene, most people who aren't even horror fans would be able to watch. That scene yeah. in the restaurant. Oh, that oh, is my biggest fucking, fucking surprise. I, not in a million years did I see yeah. that coming. No, yeah. no, no, not at all. Not at all. I'd, by that time, I had spoilers. By that time, I'd forgotten that tiny moment where the knife disappears off the counter. Mm. Off the yeah. counter? Earlier in, in the, the when, when she's when she's first making breakfast. Yeah. Oh yes, 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 yes. The yes, knife yes. goes. Whoop. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. yep. I I totally <sighs> forgotten about that. Yeah. It was just oh, it was so well done. And it goes you you're sitting there and you're like, is she gonna believe her or isn't she? Is she gonna believe her or isn't she? Like you you're yeah. just yeah. waiting and like you're so tense about that and they're just like lol. So and, and they're, they're like, like fuck you guy. guy. Oh, good movie, really good. go watch it. Really good. And only one point behind our number one pick. Oh! Which is on all four of our lists. Yay! Is, uh, I subjected many groups of people to this movie. And, dear God, does this movie have so much in it and is a spectacular <sighs> debut. is to this movie. I'm, of course, talking about Baby Cronenberg, Brandon Cronenberg's <sighs> debut film, Possessor. Written and directed. Possessor. Oh, as, as Dion said, not an easy film to watch. Nope, I actually honestly blocked it out. I watched it recently and I blocked it out so heavily that only last night did I remember about it and like send through my oh this morning i think send it through to mark it's like yeah. oh wait shit, i forgot possessor exists my brain i've watched <laughs> it three times three yeah. or four times in the last two weeks. i didn't realize there's a director's cut yes yeah. there's an uncut version mm -hmm. that's the one that i watched first Same. and then i legally purchased the other qxr copy um and i watched that i was like no this is this is for the first time a qxr copy is not the superior one damn no, the uncut yeah, no, version but... is. Please watch the uncut version. It yeah, is I guess I'm gonna much have better. I never wanted to watch this movie again, but I think it all—it's only fair. Oh, it's worth it. And then mm. when the director's commentary for the uncut version comes out, watch it again. Yeah, and get all of those juicy tidbits. Yeah, because God, like I don't want to tell anyone about anything that's in this movie but you I know. watch it okay okay skip ahead because we're going to talk a bit about it yeah um, well i mean it's it's number one so i guess if if you're gonna leave now without hearing about it goodbye <laughs> i suppose you could oh. do that because skipping ahead is skipping to us saying all right goodbye viewers <laughs> i mean you know people want what they want yeah. holy crap this movie my god Bobby. 
<sighs> starring the- starring Mandy from Nicolas Cage film Mandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You mean starring Tilda Swinton? Starring the woman that looks like a cross between Tilda Swinton and an alien. And the chick from Mandy. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she puts in a fantastic performance in this Yo. movie. Um, that that whole sequence when she is standing in front of her house, kind of remembering how to talk like herself. Yes. It's just incredible. Yeah. And, you know, seeing her playing alongside that man whose name I don't know. It comes at night. It comes at night. Uh, He's such a good actor. Holy crap. Uh, If you want to see him again, Watch Sweet Virginia, which has John Bernthal. I fucking love that movie. Dude, that movie's so good! Um, but yes, he's fantastic. She is fantastic. And something I noticed on my third rewatch, <laughs> the sequence where she first jacks into him, Colin, um, and she's in the bathroom, all of the labels on everything in the bathroom are reversed. Mm-hmm. And you don't ever see writing from her, his perspective again. Yes. But that's the only time you do see and everything's reversed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. That is really <sighs> cool. I got, I got... But the layers in this movie and the twists and the turns and the level of uncomfortable visceral violence. Oh, yes. No, dude. But it's, it so... wasn't, the violence was not big. The violence was not big. It was Robodeon. Wow. wow. Yeah. The vi- Wait, my internet's fucking out here. The the violence in that movie was so uncomfortable and hardcore, but so yes, small scale and kind of understated. Yes. At the same time, it was. I don't know. Oh. Like, masterful. It was yeah, just masterful. Yeah, Thomas and I were having a whole uh, conversation about just how visceral that that violence in its you know, minimalism feels. I mean, you can. F- it's almost like you feel every think, emotion, and uh, it's just. Uh, it's, I think that's helped by it not being over the top. Mm. Yes, it is. It, it's very for a kind of the sci-fi horror that it is kind of both of those terms in brackets mm. um it, it's horror it's it's gore is very grounded and very kind of visceral and mm. very personal my i think my favorite sequence in the movie is the um the kind of beep test that they do where mm. he he she is getting reset mm. and it's flashing red and flashing back, and yes. flashing red, and flashing back, and Colin is creeping closer and closer to Voss on the bed, and starts choking her, and then crushes her skull, and wears her face as a mask, and goes through all of the memories of her, and you're just like, oh my god, this movie's fucking incredible. Yep. <sighs> I can't believe I have to go watch it again now. <laughs> I'm so upset. You do, because it's so good! Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just really. <laughs> this is another Ari Aster situation where it's like, oh, what? What's your first movie? Excuse, excuse me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
fuck the rest well, of I us, mean, I guess. Let me put it this well, way. I mean, we've, got a, we've got a trio now. We've got Ari Aster, Brandon Cronenberg, and I'll get his name now again. It's Keith something who directed The Vigil. Also his first film, his debut full-length film. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you want to speak about... Um ridiculous debut films like that that really haven't been followed up at all keith thomas you've, keith you've thomas. got keith thomas you've got michael o'shea the guy who did the transfiguration oh oh transfiguration oh my god i oh that movie is so important for so many different reasons oh I'm so glad that I made you watch that, Jason. I am very glad that you did. So yeah, All right, Houstonus. That's, 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 that's our top like, 10. Well, our, our 18 top 10 movies. Our 18 top 10. Yeah. And uh, my recommendation is The Transfiguration. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my recommendation is the movie that's not on this list. Hey, <laughs> Subverted expectation click. Oof, I'm putting a red circle on the on the on the on the thumbnail. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! And an arrow. There has to be an arrow as well. And like a lot of question marks. Yeah. All right, <laughs> like three. Farewell. Goodbye. We watch all of these films on our top ten. If you have missed any of them, uh, watch watch the ones you've missed. That's my recommendation. <laughs> Thanks, the top tip, Marcus. I stopped recording like 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, so now we, you know if that... we have to use this audio, it's just going to be Thomas cut out for no reason. Well, no, because I'm forgetting <laughs> it from Craig. So goodbye, Houston. Piss off, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>